This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Cousins from his own end zone is going to be sacked for a safety. Two points as Jair Alexander comes in from his corner spot. A play that you typically don't think a corner's going to come on a blitz right there, but what a great play call by Mike Pettin. Using his athletic corners, his scrappy corners, to get in on the blitz, what a great call in the safety for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, untouched. I was anticipating run because of the motion by Thielen. So once I anticipated run, I shot my shot. Um, I slid in the DMs, basically. And um, when I seen it wasn't run, it was too late to, to turn back, so just kept going. Welcome back to the program. That is the uh, voice of Jair Alexander. Don't forget, coming up after the game this coming Sunday, it's the Green and Gold postgame show. Gary Ellison, yours truly, immediately following Green Bay and Detroit. We break it all down for you. So uh, hopefully you're going to turn your radios or your radio.com app or whatever it happens to be, turn it right here. We're going to have it all immediately following the game. Uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So uh, not a bad way to get out of the shoot and start off the season, Eric, at least offensively speaking, right? No, to get a, a big win against the Vikings, I think, is uh, huge. And this, this game could really end up being one of those games that uh, at the end of the season, you look back in circle and say, wow, good thing we got that one out of there. So what did you take away from this game? I mean, anything specific where you thought, I mean, because, you know, you can look at a lot of different things. You can say, okay, uh, the defense uh, late and early gave up some things, but for the most part wasn't bad. Uh, the offense was on point. Uh, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, depending on which side you want to take it, you can look at his performance. I mean, many different things you can look at. Right. I think the first thing for me is this is the offense that we were looking for last season that started to show up towards the end of the year, but just wasn't crisp. Um, and, and it started off really because they were able to run the football out of multiple formations, multiple personnel groupings, motion all over the place, jet sweeps, ends around, all of those things plays havoc on your safety and also on your linebackers. So then that opens up those little crossing path, uh, patterns across the middle because linebackers can't get back in their, in their zones. Um, and I think the other thing that it helps them too is, is as the game wears on, that play-action pass gets more and more deadly. How do you think Aaron Rodgers played yesterday? Um, I don't think there's any question about that. I thought he played really good, don't you? 
I think he played really, really well. But I, I go back to, and the reason I ask is because I go back to where he said he went back and looked at some things from 2010, 2011, some things that were on tape. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, I, whatever he found certainly seemed to, you know, really kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say mechanically change him, but whatever he discovered, maybe it was just as a matter of fact of just getting rid of the ball quickly, whatever he discovered really seemed to come into play. And it's really looked good throughout training camp and coming into yesterday's ball game. Throwing from a balanced position. Um, that's one of the things that we harped on the last two seasons for sure was especially probably from the left hash over to the sideline was always tricky because he wasn't really accurate on, on some of those throws. And I would, what I picked up early on was that some of those swing passes to the left were dead right on the money. The running back catches it out in front of him instead of having above his head or behind him a little bit. Those didn't show up yesterday like they did last year, and that's, the, that's what I think was jumped out to me was those type of plays and, and the way that he was able to swing his, his lower body around and make those plays. So now uh, you look at the offensive line. If Lane Taylor is indeed done for the season or if it's an ACL that's going to keep him out a long period of time at the very least, uh, Runyon came in, looked pretty good. I, I didn't see anything that was major right off the shoot. So – uh, with the young offensive line and the fact that they've got guys switching around, give me your thoughts there. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of – That really wasn't uh, enough of a sample set to say, yeah, he's good or bad. But uh, initially it looks like on the point of attack he needs to keep his feet moving on contact. But Rick Wagner, I thought, for me, was kind of what you expected. I don't think he overpowered anybody in the past game. I'm uh, against the run. I thought he was adequate, and I, I think if you've got a lineup in a football game with him as your starting right tackle, I think you can survive. Especially when now, let's face it, he didn't have Daniel Hunter in front of him or Khalil Mack. I mean, those are going to be the where you're going to look at and say, hey, "Is this guy any good or not?" Um, you know, we'll find out next week that, uh, if he's got to go what it's going to look like off the edge there with him. But I really feel like he um, uh, held his own. You know, it was too bad that you lost two guys uh, early in the game. and Well, one guy early in the game and then Taylor later on. But uh, the way it sounds, have you heard anything on Taylor or what, what his injury is going to end up No, nah, there was some rumors floating around yesterday that it's possibly an ACL. You're hoping that it's not, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, there was a few people putting out some tweets that uh, I don't know if they had inside information or maybe just speculation, but – um, but, but you know, anytime you start reading that and you watch that knee buckle, it's probably with the first place your mind goes, that uh, ACL or MCL. But uh, you just kind of hope for the best that maybe it's not. You know, I mean, that's that's what you're crossing your fingers for. So uh, we'll wait and see. And, and Matt, Matt LaFleur certainly didn't want to talk about it after the game. No, no. You know, I think that for me, though, that what stuck out on that game was I really wanted to see a scheme change on defense against the run, and I, I didn't see it. It's going to be – Okay, we got one game in, so against a pretty good offense with a good quarterback and really good running back. How are they? How are they going to handle uh, San Francisco or some of these other running teams um, with the way they play run defense? Because that's that's something that I really thought they would change schematically, and maybe they still will. But uh, you know, they're going to win on interceptions and sacks. 
Talking with uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, go back to the defense. Aaron, uh, you know, Kenny Clark goes down. Uh, we don't know how long he'll be down, uh, if indeed it is just a, a groin injury. Sometimes those things linger, and it just takes you a long time, depending on the severity, to come back or at least get back to full strength and be able to really use your leverage, your low leverage. So uh, without Kenny Clark in the middle, now how desperate does this team become? I don't think when they got hurt, it was necessarily up the middle. It was more for me watching the guys on the end man line of scrimmage, not being able to close down or be able to set the edge uh, consistently enough. So, you know, I, yeah, of course, not having any pointers, but I, I think they can weather that storm for a couple of weeks. I think the, the biggest bugaboo is, is they're going to play better on the end of the line. The, when you talk about setting the edge, uh, th- that usually comes from Preston and Zedarius, right? Yeah, and they're just not consistent. So then when you see those guys crashing, you go back, and in my mind yesterday I kept going back to what Blake Martinez had said about how he was basically told, hey, whatever they don't do, do. And that really puts Kirksey on an island. And Kirksey, for as good as he played, he shot the gap a couple of times, made some tackles at the line of scrimmage with point of contact. But if, if the edge is not going to be set, man, you're really relying on the safeties to come on the outside and help clean up that action that's out there. Uh, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a big run day, but the run did enough to sustain to open up a few things for Kirk Cousins. It's just some plays weren't made and some throws were bad. But uh, you put, get up a really against a really good run team and a quality quarterback. And Matthew Stafford's no slouch. I mean, they've got enough weapons over there to be able to exploit you a little bit. I think both defenses are suspect. But he, I think he's a better quarterback than, than Kirk Cousins. That, that, that is one of those areas that I believe is going to be problematic throughout the year. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be interceptions and sacks. And, um, you know, they gave up 6.1 yards per rush yesterday. That is way too much. And the hard part is if you want your guy, your end man on the line of scrimmage to be your second guy, it's, he's going to get caught not setting the edge on the run because, you know, there's so much play action and things like that where run action away and then they bend it back at you. That it It's really difficult to do both and be good at both. You might be pretty good at setting the edge and then you go, but, but really good at making sacks. And I guess that's where, you, if that's the cards that you're going to play, then you got to hope that you pick the ball off and then, Make a sack in the end zone. I mean, those are the two plays at the turning point in the ball game was that sack in the end zone. Right. And then Jair at the end of the half getting that interception. Those huge yep. plays. Yeah, those turned the tide. I mean, even Matt LaFleur alluded to it. I mean, we picked an MVP yesterday, and you could have said uh, it could have been the offensive line and the fact that they had so much shuffling going on, and Aaron Rodgers came out of that game clean. Rodgers obviously had a huge game, but you could have talked about Jair Alexander being the MVP as well because the two huge plays that he had really did turn the tide of that ball game. No, without question. And I, you're right. And I think if they keep playing clean on offense like this, I mean, Rodgers may not get sacked a heck of a lot. I and mean, if he gets sacked once or twice a game, you can live with that. Right. Um, but he, the way that they were just freezing the linebackers and the guys on the end of the, end of, the uh, of the line to give Rodgers the chance. And, not, and let's not knock it. That pass pro had, was great yesterday. I don't think, you know, coming out of the shoot with having two guys moving, you know, shuffled around like you had said, that anybody expected that. 
Always good, Eric. We're going to talk again at the end of the week, but uh, until then, we'll continue to look at the film and uh, see what this team needs to improve on. I think we got kind of a good idea, but not a bad way to go to get a win in a, in a, a tough place to play normally uh, on the road for game one. All right? All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. And that is Eric Branch of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They have been doing it. Call them. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.